Welcome. I'm Kevin Scott, one of the story architects of Star Wars The High Republic. This is Dominic Pace, who plays Gekko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Claudia Gray. I write Star Wars books. And you're listening. And you are listening to Star Wars Comics and Canon. The Force is strong with this one. Hello, my friends. I hope you're all doing well. I just want to put a quick message in to say I am sorry that a normal episode of Star Wars Comics and Canon is not being released today. It is instead the book review of Last Shot, which I put on my Patreon a little while ago. Um, It's just because I couldn't get all the notes and reading and recording and editing done for Return to Vader's Castle. Myself and Megan got a puppy on Sunday. Uh, If you see me on social media, you may be able to see it. I know my Patreons are already aware of it because I've posted quite a few things on there for them. And so we've just been so busy I've been having to get up in the middle of the night to take the puppy out to the toilet and things like that so myself and Megan have been absolutely exhausted very tired and just haven't had time to do all the podcasting I would have wanted to do so apologies for that but fear not you still get this episode with uh, last shot but I will say that I most of the episodes I put on Patreon for the book reviews and things, I normally record them when I'm driving home from work or something. So the audio quality is not as high as it is normally. I mean, I'm also recording this on my phone in a car park while waiting for Megan to pick me up a coffee because we're going on a, a road trip to go see the Bake Off musical, uh, which is quite fun. Um, but I basically didn't have time to even record on my normal microphone. So if you're a new listener to uh, Star Wars Comics in Canon, uh, this isn't the quality it's normally at. I think my phone does an all right job at the quality, but usually it's with a full-on professional microphone and things. And then the review you're about to listen to about Last Shot, that was recorded in a moving car. So the quality, I've cleaned it up, it sounds good and things, but I just want to preemptively say that uh, just in case this is your first time. But thank you for so much for uh, tuning in and things. I really appreciate all of your support as always and I appreciate your understanding. Obviously follow me on social media at Genuine Chit Chat to be able to see some of the photos of the puppy and you know I put things on my story as well so you get to kind of see the joys of that and if you want to hear even more about the puppy and things please go over to patreon.com slash Genuine Chit Chat. But thank you so much my friends and I will speak to you very soon. So without further ado here is my last shot review. Hello there and welcome to Star Wars Comics in Canon, your guide to the wider Star Wars canon through the comic book lens. And to take you on this journey, I'm your host, Mike Burton. Hello there guys, and so here's another little book review. Um, I've just finished listening to Daniel Jose Older's Last Shot on Audible. Uh, It was narrated by Mark Thompson, who is quite a common narrator actually of these Star Wars novels, and is a phenomenal voice actor. His Han Solo voice genuinely sounds like 98% like Harrison Ford. It's it's baffling. It's it's so, so good. Uh, And then also narrated by uh, January Lavoie. And also Daniel Jose Older actually narrated some of the parts as well, which I was very pleasantly surprised to find out. I I really like it when authors get to have a little hand in their own, um, you know, their own audio drama, their own audio book, whatever you want to sort of call it. Um, But yeah, so it's... uh, it's a book called Last Shot. It's about Lando and Han Solo. And it actually has kind of three timelines. It's primarily two, but it's kind of three. So there's like the modern timeline, which is a few years after Return of the Jedi. 
so I think it's around somewhere between six and eight years after the Battle of Yavin, because Return of the Jedi is four years after the Battle of Yavin. Um, and I'll start with my spoiler-free thoughts and stuff, and then I'll get into the story a little bit later. Um, but that's where sort of the main story takes place. And then there's a few flashbacks. There's flashbacks as early as 20 years um, prior, which is, you know, a few years after the rise of the Empire. Then there's like a few which are like 10 years prior, which is, you know, five-ish years before uh, A New Hope and stuff. And the flashbacks are to do with Lando and Han and then like the main antagonist. They're the, they're the main flashbacks. And, um, you know, I, I like the start. Once again, this was one of those books that was just... There's a bit of a lull in the middle. I didn't find that necessarily with Dark Disciple as much, but I did find that a bit with Shatterpoint. And I don't know if it's just the audio format, because I haven't found that quite as much with some of the High Republic books, I don't think. But actually then thinking about it, I suppose, when I was reading Out of the Shadows, there was a bit of a lull. I think just with certain Star Wars books, I think a lot of the time there's like um, stuff that's setting up other stuff, which is integral to the plot, but when you're in it, it's not that exciting. But by the end, you're like, oh, okay, I, I get it. Uh, but I did like this. I thought it was a cool book. You know, it, it serves as a kind of sequel, a, a spiritual successor to Solo, a Star Wars story. Obviously, featuring Han and Lando is one of the reasons for that. Um, it is a sequel in some, you know, timeline-wise, it is a sequel to Return of the Jedi, but it doesn't really have any connection to that. Like, Leia's in it a little bit, but it's, it's mainly about Han and Lando. They're, they're the stars of this. The supporting characters are really cool, um, and there are some good ideas in this. It is surprisingly graphic uh, in a lot of ways, which I didn't expect, and I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, but as a general thing, I'd say if Han Solo or Lando are two of your favourite characters in Star Wars... I would highly recommend this. I think the the portrayal of the characters, either in the book form or in the uh, audio format, is absolutely excellent. I think it plays very, very true. I think Daniel Jose Older really understands Lando and Han Solo. And I quite like it tackles some of Han's uh, struggles with fatherhood, which is something that gets alluded to in The Force Awakens in some of the expanded uh, canon content with Han. You do get that as well. You know, Kylo Ren talks about it, or Ben Solo talks about it as well, too. But um, I thought it was really good in that regard. And, yeah, it was a book that, when it came out, I wasn't that interested by. You know, I've said before, I said it in not so much Dark Disciple, because that focused on two primary characters that you didn't know where, how their stories went. But when I listened to Shatterpoint, it was one of those books where, like, I knew Mace survived. But relating to that Shatterpoint one, obviously it was a Legends book, it was actually released in 2003, which I didn't realise. So it was actually released after Attack of the Clones, but before Revenge of the Sith came out. So, you know, when people reading that at the time, Mace Windu could have died in it. I mean, I assume probably by 2004, the trailers for Revenge of the Sith was probably out, uh, and then people would have seen Mace Windu in it and therefore would have known then. But, you know, with that regard... it that's the problem with certain books and that's the thing with Star Wars which one of the reasons the High Republic is so thrilling to many individuals and obviously if you want to hear about my thoughts on the High Republic you know go check out Star Wars Comics and Canon you can either check it out on YouTube or on the feed of Comics in Motion which I assume you already know if you're listening to this but it's one of those things where the High Republic is just completely new characters so you don't know what's going to happen to them apart from you know Yoda obviously um, but with books like this it's like well, we know the main characters aren't going to die and it does take some of the weight off of it even though that's not the point of the book you know it's exploring other characters information you know the prequel trilogy you know yoda's gonna survive you know palpatine is you know anakin isn't gonna in air quotes die specifically and you know that obi-wan isn't either and you can probably suspect that most of the other characters will die and that is an issue with the prequels but um yeah last shot surprisingly good 
uh, in a lot of ways. I, I did still enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would. It wouldn't have been my first pick, but one of the things I really like about Audible, and um, you know, I got this. You know, normally with Audible, you can get a free trial and you get one free credit. And then also they did this deal, which I don't know if it's still on or if you'd be able to find it, but it cost me 99p and I got three credits. So for basically including a free trial and the three credits for 99p, for one pound, I got four Audible credits for books. Obviously, one of them I used for the um, Tempest Runner, which was the High Republic audio drama. And I also got Dark Disciple, um, Shatterpoint, and then last shot as well I've also got two more credits I've paused it for the time being but I've also got the Legends book Darth Plagueis which I think is the next thing we're going to tackle and then there's also the book A New Dawn which is basically how Kanan Jarrus and Hera Syndulla met who are the two of the main characters in uh, the Rebel series and I'm quite excited about that but once again it's going to be a prequel so we, we know what happens to those characters if people have seen Rebels but yeah I'm, I'm probably going to do Plagueis next which I'm quite excited for as I said Legends book but I'm glad I I'm glad I checked this out. There's some really cool ideas and it gets a lot of closure, I think, to certain other characters. But um with that in mind, I'm gonna get into like mild spoilery territory here. And so if you want to go to the book of knowing nothing about it, then here's your minor warning. But basically I it, it the whole plot is basically about trying to search for something called the Phylanx. And the Phylanx is this device that can basically turn droids into killers in essence so you you use it on a droid and then they'll just want to kill all organics that are near them it delves into a lot of stuff which is one of these ideas which is played around with quite a lot in star wars and i think it's brought especially home in solo a star wars story with the character l337 who is probably my favorite character my favorite new character in solo a star wars story it's just a shame obviously she dies at the end of it but you get some closure to her character but one of the things i was alluding to is that droid sentience is something that i think might be tackled in the Star Wars canon going forward, aside from just like in little bits and pieces in the books. Because there's certain books and certain comics, like there's a C-3PO comic, it's called C-3PO Special Number 1, uh, it's called The Phantom Limb, it explains how 3PO got his uh, red arm. You also get to play a level in Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, which basically delves into that in a slightly more humorous way, but it's still in broad strokes the same plot. But droid sentience and the idea of if droids are actually conscious or if they're not like how they are that is in this book quite a lot it's probably the most i've seen in books thus far which i really appreciate it's an idea that has been in sci-fi for nearly 100 years in the movie format i know in books it's been tackled for a long time uh, probably before even 100 years ago so I, I really appreciate that element of it and yeah so there's a character in it who's the main antagonist who kind of envies droids in some ways but and hates organics in a lot of ways and thinks that droids have been basically abused by organics for a very long time and he kind of uses that as an excuse to try and kill organics that's the general plot and things the phylanx being this device that han and lando don't really know about but then they find out bits and pieces of information about it and try and get it i also like there's a character in it who is a gungan and they talk about how people stereotype gungans to be a bit like jar jar which i thought was quite entertaining there's even an ewok in it which i thought was cool obviously you get a little bit of chewy in it um, which is alright I, I do like Chewie but you know he only really works when he's bouncing off other characters because we as an audience don't understand Shriwook his language so I did like it I thought there were some cool elements in it but yeah there were some bits in it that were surprisingly graphic there's a bit where one of the the, the antagonists at some point starts to kind of fuse organic flesh to droids so he puts like Wookiee arms on a droid 
which is really horrendous to think about. But there's a scene where they talk about it quite graphically about him cutting a bot like a piece of someone's body off and attaching it to a droid. It is even just an audio format. It's quite a lot to deal with. I imagine with reading with the imagination, it can work really well as well. But it surprised me how gruesome it was. It's probably one of the most gruesome Star Wars stories I've read. It's still not, you know, unnecessary gore or anything. But with the right imagination and thought, it was quite a lot to deal with in, in the best ways. I thought the imagery that the uh, narrators and also that Daniel Jose Older as the writer and narrator came across was very powerful, very powerful. And I did in, it was intriguing. It, this, this, this book is kind of like an adventure, but it's got elements of horror wrapped inside it, which I did like. So I, I thought those elements were really cool. I thought the plot as a whole was good. I like certain cameos and parts of other characters coming into it a lot. I like some of the other elements. I just think there was a bit of a lull and it's one of those things that one of my least favorite parts about Star Wars is space battles and things. You know, in the movies, some of them are quite cool, but it's just all CGI. And when it's in the books, I do find quite often it's quite hard to follow. I am generally quite a visual person. Um, so when I read, I, I do often reread parts. But obviously, when you're hearing in an audio drama, especially the majority of the time I'm doing that while I'm listening to that while I'm either driving or listening while i'm doing chores and things i can't always easily rewind bits to just listen to it again whereas when i'm reading you know i can reread certain bits to try and understand and visualize certain elements but it can just be a bit difficult sometimes in written or audio formats to visualize when a space battle is happening um but that's just that's more me i think than a fault with the writer or star wars as a whole it's just me as a preference um but yeah, that was basically just my I kind of thought. So I thought it was good, like the characters, like the plot. I'd probably, I don't think I've given things ratings in this, but I'd probably give it out of 10, probably a seven and a half, maybe an eight. I'd probably give Dark Disciple like an eight and a half, probably a nine maybe. Um, and then I'd probably give Shatterpoint probably an eight as well. And then the Tempest Runner, I'd probably give an eight as well. So most of these, I'm basically giving them all the same rating, which isn't very helpful for you guys, is it? But I think they're all pretty good in their own right. But I think Dark Disciple is definitely the crown jewel of it all. But I think that's because it focuses on characters we, we don't know much about, really. You get information about them in the Clone Wars. Obviously, it's Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress. But the plot line is all about trying to assassinate Dooku, which we know doesn't happen. But um, that, that's just my thoughts on this. Now, I'm just going to go into spoiler territory just for you guys who want to know the plot of Last Shot. Uh, your canon junkies, maybe like myself, but you don't have time to listen to a you know, 10 to 13 hour long audio book about it, or you don't want to read a three to 400 page book on it, which I sympathize. So as I said, Han and, so Han and Lando trying to get this phalanx. There's this guy whose name actually escapes me at the moment. I can't remember what it is. And he basically, yeah, he favors droids. He wants to punish organics for how they've treated droids and he also kind of envies them and Han and Lando go across the galaxy they basically try and find out more information about this they go on adventures and go to certain planets and things they pick up Chewie along the way who's with his family you know a couple years after Return of the Jedi and a year or so after or maybe two years after the Aftermath trilogy which I delve into around bits and pieces of Star Wars comics and canon um, I haven't done like a full review of them but if you listen to enough episodes of Star Wars Comics Canon, you will get information and bits and pieces about Chewie and Lando, Chewie and Han, rather. But, um, yeah, so they go around, they try and find the phylax, they find this guy who's been experimenting on people, basically killing people and Wookiees and taking their limbs off and attaching them to droids and stuff. Uh, L337, there's some flashbacks of her, which I really appreciate. And you get her and Lando a bit more, and their banter and interactions, which I, I really enjoy. I love L337. I really wish she could be in more stuff. And you get her nobility of her importance of droids and stuff which i quite enjoy and more of that sort of are droids truly sentient idea and eventually you know 
as I said, this is a spoiler, but you kind of know this is going to happen. Han and Lando, they get a team together, basically, and they manage to uh, find the Phylangs and basically destroy it. Like, in real broad strokes, that's what Last Shot is all about. And in amidst that, you've got Han struggling with fatherhood. He thinks he can't do anything right. Him and Leia have a few... Maybe not confrontations, but sort of discussions and things. But by the end, it all gets resolved. And Han realizes that he doesn't have to be a dad 100% of the time in the way of if he wants to go away sometimes, he can do that. It's not, you shouldn't be feel bad because you don't want to be, you know, a father 100% all the time in the way of, you know, you're always a dad once you're a dad. But I mean, like, you don't have to spend 100% of your time with your child all the time. It's okay to sometimes want a break from that, to want a break from the cozy but somewhat potentially boring family life because Han Solo likes being among the stars. He loves flying. He likes going on adventures and stuff. And by the end of it, he kind of realizes he needs to balance it. He just needs to talk to Leia more. He needs to appreciate that, that Ben Solo is his number one priority, but that doesn't mean he can't go out and do other stuff. And I think a sequel to Last Shot would be Bloodline. So I think that one of the things I'd recommend is if you watched Solo A Star Wars Story or maybe read the book Solo A Star Wars Story, the expanded edition, and then you read or listened to this last shot, and then you read or listened to Bloodline, Bloodline gives a sort of layer side of things, but you get to understand what happened with Han. I think Bloodline is around eight to ten years after this, maybe a bit further than that when uh, Ben Solo is more of a teenager and he's off of Luke and stuff. But um, it's quite good having the side of last shot being with Han, Bloodline being with Leia, and then you also get stuff about Lando, which I quite like. You know, Lando's a really cool character and he kind of struggles with being a scoundrel or trying to settle down and things like that. And him and Han's relationship, I, I really like it as well. It's it's a fun thing. So uh, that's the general plot. I don't want to delve into huge amounts because like, it's 13 hours. I can't just sit here and <laughs> recite it all. But in broad strokes, that's what it is. And... um it's got lots of fun little connections and stuff. And Daniel Jose Order did an absolutely stellar job. And so did, you know, Mark Thompson and Jan- January Lavoie from uh, narrating this. So um, I would recommend it. Thought it was really good. And uh, I'd say if you're a really big fan of Han and Lando, go check this out. If you're not overly a fan and you're like, you think they're good characters but because you know what happens to them and stuff, you're not necessarily that fast. I wouldn't say prioritize this as a number one Star Wars book. As I said, I think Dark Disciple is the best one I've read so far of the uh audiobooks of the actual star wars books i think the aftermath trilogy is really really strong they stand by themselves it's almost it's aftermath trilogy could be its own trilogy of movies and it's just after return of the jedi i really really like uh, that book series and you know claudia gray's books lost stars is excellent bloodline's really good master and apprentice is fantastic once again that's a prequel book but i like the relationship between obi-wan and qui-gon so and you get a lot more qui-gon because we need more qui-gon in star wars don't we you know he's such a cool character and we get so little of him in phantom menace and then a midge of him in the clone wars um but yeah that's my general thoughts uh please let me know if any of you guys have listened to this or if you're going to i would say that if you're looking to pick up any audiobook or any book f- to do with star wars delve into the high republic you won't regret it you don't have to read all of the books and all of the comics anything like that you can check out comics and canon to give some background information on some of the things that you may not have read but focus on light of the jedi is the best stars book i've ever read it's phenomenal it's by charles saul and the rising storm is equally as good and is also phenomenal and that's the sequel book to that as well fallen stars out by claudia gray i've got that order and it's on its way to me soon uh, so i'll be tackling that on stars comics and canon a book review at some point soon as well but yeah, they're my thoughts. Thank you as always for listening, guys. Thank you so much for being Patreon supporters. And uh, yeah, I just want you to know I really, really appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this and I'll speak to you soon. The intro for Star Wars Comics and Canon is arranged by myself, Mike Burton, and the backing music was made by Eric Matias of soundimage.org.
you have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.